Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com, and when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Marler of 
Saturday down south, making his debut as a weekly guest on TDC. Chris, first things first, appreciate you taking the time. How disrespected were you when you saw that I also brought Connor O'Gara on today? I love Connor. Connor and I are great. <laughs> um, yeah, we uh, we used to be coworkers, and we're not anymore. But like, you know, we've. Um, I love Connor. I love Connor Death. I was I was excited that we were both on the same show because we haven't been on the same show together in way too long. Him and I need to remedy that and do that this season for sure. Yeah, I, I didn't mean it even in a disrespectful way. I was just like, I, I wonder Chris is going to be like, this is a very SDS-heavy show today for whatever reason, which it was kind of <laughs> random. I I uh, you know, I, I did that convo with Connor. I was like, okay, we're going to drop this in like a week and a half or something. And I had another guest that was going to be in the, the, the first hour cancel, and I was like, well, I guess this just makes sense. So, anyways, it just kind of worked out yeah. that way. But either way, Chris, appreciate you taking the time. And, again, I'm looking forward to doing this with you every single week and – Really appreciate you being willing to do so. Um, first question for you is this, Chris. How tired of you? Or how or how tired are you of talking about conference realignment, NIL, transfer portal, all of the off-season storylines that we seem to get right now? So I'm not I'm not tired of talking about it because it's I love I love this job and I love getting to do it every single day and talk about you know college football and all that kind of stuff. What I'm tired of is like the bad takes surrounding it. I, there's like a couple of things about it that suck. Like I hate the fact that like they're the fans and the players are the last two people or last two entities that were involved in this decision making process at all. Like they like all of these decisions. It's like government, to be honest. Like I'm not trying to get political, but it's like you have these people in, in, in a place of power and they made all the decisions solely based off of things that are in their own best self interest. Like. It's TV contracts, it's money, it's all that kind of stuff, land grabs, all that kind of stuff. That I mean, like, we, we've seen the last Rose Bowl. Like, as, like a, as a diehard college football fan, my favorite thing since I was four years old, we've seen the last traditional Rose Bowl of our lifetime because it's going to be a part of the playoff this year. And in 2024, you obviously know what happened with the realignment. I'm surprised at some of the stuff that's happened with the realignment. Kudos to the Big 12 for going out and getting people. The NIL stuff, this, this, what bothers me more than anything is this. It's like, this, there's been this whole weird mindset from people that if you make a certain amount of money, you're not allowed to have an opinion. Like Eli Drinkwitz came out and said some stuff the other day, and every single thing he said was factual, mm. objective, and fair. And people just crucified him for it <laughs> because he makes a lot of money. He left App State to go to South or to, um, to Mizzou. I'm not sure if anyone in here has ever had a job before but like you try to promote your career you try to grow in your career that's what every that's the end goal for everyone so him getting crucified for that and the other part is this too i was real tired of the whole thing with Saban when everyone was like you know Saban is just complaining about it because it's like now it's like out of his control and he can't cheat and get recruits anymore if you think alabama is going to struggle to get recruits because they're paying for players you haven't been watching any alabama football for my entire lifetime like paying players is what we do best besides winning fake national championships. So that being said, this whole idea that like, you know, well, they're not going to be able to, like everyone's just complaining about it. No, like the NCAA just washed their hands of this. They backed away, didn't do anything, put in zero regulation, and then dropped all of these changes in college football at once. And then we're just like, bye. Like there's, there's a lot of real issues here on a lot of real different levels, and there's no regulation for it. And it varies from team to team, from, from conference to conference, and from state to state. It's a nightmare. And it cracks me up that people are just like, if you, if you make a lot of money, I don't want to hear about it. Like, you're not allowed to have an opinion. Luckily, I don't make a lot of money, so I'm allowed to have an opinion. <laughs> on it. 
Chris, I was going to say, you know as well as I do that uh, you know it, it is interesting, especially on social media, if you are someone who is known, whether you're a coach, a, a pro athlete especially, if you're making a lot of money, there is no sympathy for you. I mean, look at the look at the uh, the submarine thing that imploded. I mean, the memes and the videos and everything that followed was like the biggest joke on the internet. It's like, well, they were billionaires, so they got what they deserve. You know, it's just like it's if you make a lot right. of money, you, you yeah, there's no empathy for you. Uh, anyways, back to Chris, the yeah. conference realignment thing. You're, you're, yeah, at all. Your thoughts on the SEC's role in this? I thought Greg Sankey yesterday went on Feinbaum. Every time he speaks, man, I mean, he's just you know not not trying to give any give Greg Sankey any more pats on the back than he needs because obviously he he is the the the, the czar of college football. But every time he speaks, it comes from a place yeah. that feels like of confidence, feeling like they're in a great position. They hold the cards. Which I mean, they are, you know. And I thought he made some very bold statements, like we don't need to be on the West Coast to be nationally prominent, nationally recognized. You're, you're just overall thoughts on the SEC's position while there's chaos in the Pac-12, Big 12, ACC. They're just kind of sitting back and watching this all unfold. Yeah, imagine like just kind of sticking to your guns and knowing that you what you have, right? Like it, this, this is like the most know yourself, know your worth move of all time. Just like I, I know what I got. And, and this is what it's going to, this is what I'm sitting with. And like, I don't need to, what he said yesterday about, we don't need to be in four different time zones to be relevant was so chef's kiss, perfect and spot on. And, and, and it's accurate too. The big Ten's done a great job of going out and get four more teams. So the big 10 now has 18 teams, but when you break it down, they have four teams. So they're still just the big four, but with four, 14 teams, because when you look at a, a place of relevance, it's Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and USC, and that's it. And I think what Sankey said yesterday, I mean, sure, I think in the future they're going to probably try to go out and get someone. But I, he's been ahead of every single step at every single part of this process. So there's no part of it that thinks it's like like people that are saying, like, oh, the SEC is lagging behind. I saw one person the other day say something about I was like, this is exactly what the Pac-12 said too, 12 years ago. If you're going to put your, your eggs in that basket and compare the SEC to the Pac-12, I just have a hard time believing the SEC is going to disintegrate in, in the decade. You know what I mean? Um, I thought you did a tremendous job with it. It'll be interesting to see where they go from here. But it's also one of those things, too, where it's like I, I think he is he's trying to figure out the best move for the conference and not necessarily like, hey, we got to get his – like, if you're the Big Ten, you haven't won anything of significance since 2014. And then before that, when was it? 2002 like the sec is the premier conference and the premier conference in almost every single major money-making sport so we don't need to be acting in some like panicked way and going out and grabbing all these extra teams the big 10 does the big 12 does they need all the help they can get like you want to throw shit at the wall you can go out and get washington and, and 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 ucla and all that kind of stuff let them go to piscataway and pretend like anyone gives a shit about that game I, uh, you know like i don't even know where piscataway is it could be in like fucking Narnia for all I know. Like, I don't mean like that is anyway, but yeah, it's a, that's the whole thing. I just, it's so stupid. Chris, if, and when, because I think we'd probably both agree, like expansion is going to continue. I'm sure the sec at some point, if it makes sense, will add more teams. Mm-hmm. Let's just say, who would you say would be the top three or four candidates you think would make the most sense? Obviously Florida state is one that people have thrown that name around Clemson, maybe North Carolina, mm-hmm. Virginia tech, whatever. Are there some that stand out to you if the SEC were to, say, get the 20 teams that you would think would make a lot of sense for the conference to add? All right, I'm just going to be a dickhead for a second. and I, I'll just tell you what petty 
what Petty Chris would do. Petty LaBelle, Petty Wap, whatever you want to call me. This is what Petty Chris would do. I would go out and get Georgia Tech, Tulane, Swanee, and maybe one more. Like I would make the original SEC teams. I would refuse to go to nine games. I would. I might fucking go to seven if I want to. Like, like I wouldn't. I would not go to nine games. And I would just double birds to the Big Ten because, <laughs> like, there's no reason for us to change anything. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're being serious, stay away from Miami. Everyone kind of seems like it's a regional fit, all that kind of stuff. Miami is. I, I would bet almost anything. The next thing they do at the Big Ten, if they if they try to expand to twenty is go get Miami because you've already seen them try to touch every single part of the continental United States. Miami is a great academic school. It's, it's at the very tip, obviously of Florida. Um, it's a, it's a program that has some historical significance and value, but fills up, I don't know, a 1300 seat stadium, like most of the teams in the, in the big 10 West. Um, so that's a perfect fit as well. If you're the SEC, go get Florida state, go get Clemson. I say, I say you go get UNC over Duke. You don't need Duke. I mean, I think Duke's, Duke gets shit on, like, for, like, the program. They won nine games last year with the first-year coach. They're going to be good this year. Um, go get UNC because it's a, it's a more fun and, and year-round ac- like academic and athletic involvement. Like, like they are in other sports. Um, and then go get Virginia. I think Virginia's a better fit for the Big Ten. But nobody wants to go to Blacksburg. Don't, I don't, don't make me go to Blacksburg. So I, I think those are the three or four I would take. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends, Over at Twisted Tea, are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Shifting gears, Chris, have you seen the Johnny Menzel documentary yet? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I watched it twice yesterday. Twice? Okay. I watched it last night. I know you obviously yeah. had a reaction because you have very vivid memories of what Johnny Manziel did to the Alabama Crimson <laughs> Tide. My, my, no, but, my, but my thoughts after that, because I, you know they went a couple different directions. My immediate thought, though, mm. and this is my bias coming out, is like, where is the Steven Garcia documentary? Because Steven Garcia is Johnny Manziel without a Heisman. Like, I, I'm like, they kind of live the same life. Just not in the – Garcia not in the spotlight nearly to the amount. But, like, I'm like – they all did the same things. Like they, they, they both partied. They both beat yeah. Alabama. I mean, it's just like they are carbon yeah, that's, copies. That's where of each other. It stops, though. I mean, listen, you know as well as, <laughs> as I do. Like I, I love Stephen Garcia. I, regardless of what happened, every single I live in Columbia now. Every time I pass Village Day Pizza, I have to shoot him a picture of it and, and all that good stuff. I love Stephen Garcia. One of my favorite interviews we've ever done on our podcast was with you and him, and he showed up like 10 minutes late, shirtless in bed, drinking like a Coors Light. And I was like, bro, what are we doing? Like, what is, what is happening here? Um, the, yeah, they, that would be – I would watch the doc for sure. The Was the question about Manziel, like that doc, like like just – Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we can, we can move to that. Your thoughts, though, on the documentary. I mean, I, I thought it was a really – I wanted more. That, that was the number one thing I've seen from everybody. It's like, yeah. we want more. I thought it ended very abruptly. Like, it's like, well, what else is going on with Johnny Manziel? But – it was also a yeah. great reminder of like, I, I, you know, you just, because I was like fresh out of college watching Johnny Manziel, but like you go back, you're like Genevion Clowney was in right. the SEC. Like that was an incredible time, man. Mm-hmm. And when A&M and Mizzou just jumped in the, that was just an incredible time for SEC football with some very noteworthy type of personalities led by a Manziel, which yeah. you almost kind of forget how good he was. I mean, he was electric. He, so my takeaway from the whole doc was it was it was awesome. They did a great job with it. Loved seeing our my buddy Billy Lucci on yeah. there and all that kind of stuff. And some of the, he told me some of the stories I'm not going to repeat. He told me some <laughs> media days and it was hilarious. It's all the stuff you would think with Johnny. So it was cool. Mm-hmm. You get to see all these behind the scene things. I loved how honest he was about everything. Mm-hmm. And it didn't come off to me as like he's still the immature kid that is you know probably a little too much and and, and too arrogant. Whatever he seems to be humbled and he seems to have like. I mean, here's, here's the bottom line. He said one thing. You know I'm big into mental health anyway. And so, like, I, we can joke around all we want about how he's a bust or he's a blah, blah, blah. He's diagnosed with bipolar disorder, which is not his fault. That, that's just a chemical imbalance in your brain, which is very difficult to deal with, and especially if it goes undiagnosed for a majority of your life while you're in the spotlight. I mean, I, would, I was a Division II baseball player. I would have been a giant shitbag if I had anything close to the amount of money that kid had or the success. But the other thing is this, too. This is what I mainly forgot about. One... How, that A&M team, I've said this for years, and I'm a Bama guy. That A&M team was the best team in the country at the end of that, that season. There was nobody that was going to beat that A&M team. Like, I think there's five or six teams that would have beaten Notre Dame from the SEC alone. I think Bama, Georgia, A&M, South Carolina, Florida, and LSU, if you look at, if you look at those teams from that year, and it sounds, like, egregious and, and like, arrogant, Florida was, like, 11-1 in the regular season. Carolina had 11 wins, beat the shit out of Georgia that year, 35-7. to Anyway, that aside um, – the thing that I forgot that it was it was all so quick. Like nobody heard about Johnny Manziel 
really until November 10th. Like mm-hmm. he, he was putting up great numbers, but nobody was really paying attention to him until November 10th. And if you remember, cause I do the week before Bama plays LSU and has this like incredible comeback in the, in the last drive of the game. And I remember going to this game, like, I don't give a shit. Like what's A&M going to do? <laughs> and he bursts on the scene and then, and then he beats Bama. They go undefeated the rest of the way. They torch Oklahoma. He, he puts up like 500 yards of offense by himself. And then you go into like the off season and it's just, I mean, that is a snowball avalanche that just took off. And like, I thought it was really cool how, how honest he was about all of the things that happened. And even with what he said about Cleveland, it sucks. It's like shitty. Like some of the decisions he was making, the self-sabotage. But he said one thing that I resonated with me more than anything where he said, he said something about, he's like, you, you're upset that I, I did, I missed practice. He's like, I'm the best fucking player in the country. Like, like, it's like, yeah, that's just, that's his. If you think about the timing of that, like that's kind of how football was run at that point. Hmm. And to think that he was the best football player in the country while I think it's understood he was not watching film. I mean, he wasn't watching the NFL. I don't think he was watching it in college. And I think what was it his buddy said that, like, I never saw him look at the playbook once. He just went out there and and played, which maybe some over-exaggeration, but, I mean, he knew enough. He did enough yeah. to and, – and you know what I respected about the documentary, too? Yeah. Was Cliff Kingsbury not trying to, like, change him? They were just like, all right, listen, you just better play good. I, I don't care what you do. Just play. Yeah. I was like, I respect that. <laughs> I respect it. Like, honestly, I respect the hell out yeah. of it. It's like, hey, this is what gets this guy. It's like Batman changing, going into his scoot. Like, that. that's what makes him go. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I think, too, what happened to Johnny Manziel, man, is it's, it's interesting, like, his, his emergence on the scene and also, like, social media was really getting going. And I think, you know, you, you, if, he's, yeah. if he's five years earlier, there's no Twitter or Twitter's not nearly as prominent. You know, it may not be as much in your face, but I mean, Twitter, Instagram, all of it, he was all over it. I mean, dude, I just, I thought too, is like when he tweeted, he said he tweeted before the Alabama game, the quote before 300. That was, was like, you, insane. You would me. never see that now. You would never see a guy do that. Ever. Like, never. <laughs> there were a couple of things on the documentary that stood out to like a sore thumb to me that I was like, I tell you what, the hardest I've laughed in, in I don't even know how long. And I don't know how young your audience is. But I'm watching the doc, and there he's like, yeah, you know, we, we wrote down, like, everything we want to do, and it's, like, bucket list people we want to meet. Mm. And I'm looking at Johnny Manziel's, and it's, like, Will Ferrell, Johnny Knoxville, like, somebody. And then he gets to four, and he's, like, Jordan, Tiger Woods, so-and-so. And I'm, like, what the fuck is happening right now? But then his friend writes his, and it was all these, like, very famous people. I think Willie Nelson was on there. Um, like, all these very, very famous people. And then he gets to five and he wrote in Meg Ryan. And I was like, bro, you are a, this is 2013. He wrote in like, I don't know, the short haired rom-com star from 1993. Like, what are we doing? Like, what kind of mommy issues do you have? I, I died laughing. I, was <laughs> I love it. Marlo, let's get on the field. Obviously fall camp is an action across the SEC. Has anything yep. jumped out to you? Have you heard anything? I mean, obviously, I think the, the top storylines are Alabama's quarterback competition. You know, pads haven't mm-hmm. really even gone on yet anyways. I think probably either today or tomorrow, sometime this week, you know, we'll get pads popping. Scrimmages are going to start happening. So, we'll get right. a lot more. But has anything stood out? I mean, of course, LSU had a fight at practice, which, of course, I said just means they're going to kick Bama's ass. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, any anything jump out? Have you, have you run into any information or just heard anything that has – 
kind of made you stop and say, hmm, that surprises me from fall camp. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to share it with you because the comment you made about Bama getting their ass kicked. But I mean, um, no, no, I, I think. Or maybe it means Bama's going to kick their ass. I don't. I mean, who knows? I mean, like they've done eight of the last ten years. Right. Or, right. I mean, yeah, sure, of course, yeah. I mean, you said that, and I was like looking at it, and I was like, I had to immediately go just do what I always do, which is my biggest toxic trait, which is I'm going to look up facts to argue with somebody, and I know that nobody in the comments is going to do the same thing. Um, but no, like like LSU and Bama, that part, that, like both of those teams have I think kind of taken most of the buzz the first week. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest surprise is like Ty Simpson kind of taking the reins a little bit ahead of Jalen Milrow is not surprising. I still think Jalen Milrow is the guy that goes out day, a day one, game one. I think he's the first first quarterback that steps in the field for Alabama against Middle Tennessee State. Now, at the end of the year, I'd be shocked if Ty Simpson is not your starting quarterback. I, I don't think they get that worked out in the first couple weeks. Um, so there's that. The other thing is down at Auburn, uh Robbie Ashford the returning incumbent starter working with the threes I think is a shock to everyone um he's not a good quarterback right. he's not, I mean he's just not he's a great kid his mom is super nice on Twitter I'm glad she doesn't follow me anymore because I can say more stuff freely but he's not a good quarterback he's just not he's a great athlete great kid all that kind of shit not a good quarterback and him working with the threes going into scrimmage one when they're trying to whittle it down to two guys is not great so he's kind of got a ball out this week and there's not a lot of help around him to really do that so he's got to kind of do it on his own um it feels like peyton thorne is going to be your starter there no matter what um but yeah that's pretty much it around the sec i I will tell you this i think that mizzou is building some momentum going into the season and i think that luther burden is going to be a breakout star in this conference and be really really good when you look up at the end of the season Marlo, did you happen to catch any of the uh, the drama on Gamecock Twitter over the weekend with the Jalewis Solomon commitment to Auburn NIL fiasco? Did did you did okay. you happen to see that? Here's the thing, guys. <laughs> I love I love South Carolina. I love living here. I love the show. You know, I love you. Who's the, Austin Gregory? Real quick, I need to answer this. It says who's the most volatile fan base on Twitter? It's Tennessee. Yeah. And then it's Georgia, and it's not even remotely close after that. Ball Twitter is a nightmare. I love, by the way, though, Marlon, a side note, how honest you are about Alabama fans. They're I, awful. I love that. Yeah. They're, like, we're awful. We're <laughs> awful. Like, here, and you know what's obnoxious about Alabama fans? I'll, I'll say this because I am one, all right? And, I, like, I, I, I overvalue probably my intelligence, my looks, and most of my opinions. I'll be honest. That being said, what's infuriating about Alabama fans isn't the fact that most of them didn't go to school there, okay? What's infuriating about Alabama fans is, there's nothing else from that state. There's not a single other point of pride besides what fucking space camp that you want to look at that entire state. Like, Hey, we got this, we got a top golf in Birmingham. No, you got shark attacks going down in mobile. You got space camp. I think it's leaving the state by the end of like the, the calendar year in the first place, there's nothing going on in that state besides obesity and poor, poor reading levels in, in elementary school. That being said, they're really good at football. So they're even more obnoxious. the South Carolina stuff. Here's the thing. I get it that you're upset and then Auburn did this and that the whole premise of cheating, the whole premise of cheating is out the door guys. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me, let me just, let me learn some people a couple things real quick. The Dodge charger thing that was obnoxious for years about how Bama's only getting to because of Dodge chargers. If you're making a whole fucking college decision based on a mid car at best, that's not even in fast and furious movies anymore. That's how washed it is. That, I mean, what are we talking about here? The way they do that is like you get on campus, you go to the dealership, they give you, you pay for $1 for that car and you lease it for three to four years. And at the end of it, you either give it back or you pay them for it. 
That's how that whole thing works. Pretty simple shit. Cheating's over. You can't keep crying about, about cheating because there is no cheating anymore. There's NIL. I mean, don't worry about your follower count. Like, I mean, get your funds up, guys. It's not the, the best Drake lyric, and I butchered it, but still, like, get your funds up. Go support the NIL system. And that's all I got to tell you. Like, you, you lost, like, if you're worried about Auburn cheating, do you not remember 2010? Like, what are we talking about? I just, I, it seemed like the most, the sourest of sour grapes. And I love you guys to death. But it's like the whole cheating thing now is like, it's not, no, it's, you can't cheat. You're allowed to pay everyone. Don't hate the player, hate the game, Marler, and yeah, don't get your funny up, get your money up. That's for sure. I think that's the motto to live by. Your uh, your thoughts, by the way, I'd love to hear this because I, I'm as honest as anybody about the way you are about Bama fans. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you the the very honest, blunt truth about Gamecock Twitter mm-hmm. and the the sections of it, if you will. Yeah. I mean, I've even I've even nicknamed a whole sector, given them their own special nickname, Gamecock Twitter. How, how do you classify that that group of folks? Because there's a lot of great folks in Gamecock Twitter, but yeah. I'll tell you this, when Gamecock Twitter or when that certain sector of it gets pissed off, I don't know that there's a more ruthless group of people. There is. Okay. There well, is. They're up there. They're up there. That's all I'm saying. They, they, I, I just will tell you right now that with Tennessee, man, I'm they. there's Tennessee fans that hate me now, and it's only because of how accurate I was at saying what was going to happen to them when they went to Athens. That's the truth. Like, I I don't say, like, and here's one thing, too, about fans that people don't get, or like, that, that fans don't get for themselves. And I honestly just realized this, like, a month ago. People think that I hate Georgia because I shit on Georgia all the time. No. Georgia's the best team in the, in the country. They're the best program in the country. They have the best coach in the country. And that is coming from an Alabama fan. They are the best at everything right now, and it's not slowing down anytime soon. Their fans, pretty awful sometimes. Pretty awful sometimes. So separating the two, me saying that, hey, like, your fans are awful because they objectively are, is different than saying (laughs) your team is bad because that's a very different thing. And what's funny about it, too, is that when you say that and you call it out, this is going to shock you, what usually tends to happen is that those fans come in your comments and prove you right the entire time. So, like, I I think with South Carolina fans, I've never had a a run-in with South Carolina fans. I'm not trying to or say anything rude. I'm sure at some point I will, but I've just never had an issue with, with, with South Carolina fans. Um, you know, and, and like, I will pull for them over Clemson. They're, they're way, way better than Clemson at, from a fandom standpoint. Um, you know, I think that they'll, sometimes they get a little bit ahead of their skis of where they think the program should be or what the program has been because they, they were blessed to have like some very good years and about a half decade there under Spurrier. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't have any problems with, with Carolina fans. They, I wouldn't put them anywhere close to the top tier of obnoxious fans. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. 
Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Fair enough. Chris Marlar, Saturday, unsa- Saturday down south. I can't spit it out. And Saturday football uncensored, the podcast. Be sure yeah. to check it out. Chris, what do y'all have coming up on uh, Saturday football uncensored? I know you just dropped yesterday your Big 12 preview. So I guess yeah. you guys are obviously just gearing up for uh, for kickoff. Yeah, yeah. So we're just in our preview series right now. We, we got we did the ACC, we did the Big Twelve, we'll probably do the Pac twelve or Big Ten tonight. I'm not really sure. We got JD Pickell coming on. We got some really good guests coming on. And then what we'll do is the last week of the season or last week for the preseason, um, we're gonna hit like every single SEC team hard. You'll be on. We'll have a, just like in depth previews for every single team going into the year and and our predictions. And I will say this too, like maybe last year is different. Maybe it's it's not gonna be the same success this year. I don't know, but. You guys should tune in. Like, if you're trying to, like, from a gambling standpoint, we were, like, 18-3 and three in our preseason picks last year. Like, for, like, the whole year. So, we're excited. It should be a lot of fun. Gambling's everywhere now, obviously. And I always say, if you love football and you hate the bleep button, come on over. Water's fine. Marler, I'm glad you leave it there because I wanted to prime you with this. Gambling is going to be a bigger part of our content than it's ever been. Would love yeah. to talk some picks with you, either – next Wednesday or the week of week one, probably next week. So we go out and get ahead of it. We'll do a little bit of over-unders. We'll do some totals. We'll do some props, what have you. Should be a lot of fun. Chris, appreciate you taking the time, my friend. We'll do it again next week. Sounds good, brother. Talk to you soon. Yeah, man. Sounds good. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.